Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails and our first installment of our brand new segment, The Weekly Buzz, which we are so excited about, excited to partner with The Morning Chalk Up on this. And today we have Joe Jenatin Palawa here, who is the managing editor of The Morning Chalk Up. Joe, how's it going? Good. Happy to be here. Really excited to do this. Actually, I'm really stoked to have you here because Every week on the Weekly Buzz, we are going to be talking about some of the biggest headlines that are happening within the CrossFit space, some sort of competition stuff, some game stuff, some community stuff. I'm really excited to learn about what you guys have written up and the stories that we are focusing on. So can we start off with some competition news? Because there's kind of a lot going on in that side of our sport right now. Yeah, absolutely. Busy weekend this past weekend with competitions. We had one of the bigger off-season competitions in Europe and the Madrid Championship. There was elite men, elite women, elite teams, and many other age groups, community events there as well. It was a super tight race on the men's elite side. Only 30 points total separated first from third. Lazar Jukic took first place for the men. Mianikoski, who got out to a hot start, also on day one, took second place overall, and Travis Mayer who was out this past season due to injury, back on the podium. Um, on the women's side, Karin Frey won handily, uh, finished 100 points ahead of second place Annika Greer. Greer, um, as we know, narrowly missed making the games this past season. Um, so it's great to see her in competition and doing really well. Third place on the women's side was Emily Lundberg. So the payouts at Madrid are really great for an off-season competition. It was 30,000 euro for first place individuals, 15 for second, and 6k for third. On the team side, we saw Noah Olsen and Chandler Smith teaming up again. Previously, they'd teamed up at Wadapalooza last year with Travis Mayer, and this time Lena Richter and Sydney McAllishan, I always mispronounce that's a hard one. I had to learn that sorry. one live on the broadcast, so I made that mistake so no one else has to. Sydney All eyes were on their team, and they did not disappoint, winning by 111 points over second place. They had four Dang. test wins, three seconds, and a third, so they looked really strong. Dang, that was fun. I'm really glad. I mean, it was interesting to see kind of the, the first major competition since the games, kind of where people have landed and fallen yeah. the last time we saw them out there. And I was particularly stoked to see Annika Greer and Travis Mayer stand atop the podium because those are two athletes who've had a bumpy road this past season. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you yeah. know, whether it be due to injury or due to narrowly missing putting in narrowly their scores. Oh, <laughs> that was painful. And it was cool to get a little bit of a preview as to where those athletes are at in their fitness because we've got Rogue coming up. We've got yeah. a whole other season of CrossFit coming up before we know it, honestly. Like, it's already the fall. Like, and we're going to blink and it'll be the open. So, little preview of where those athletes months. are at. Yeah. Isn't six it crazy? months out from the open. Um, so, that's already giving me anxiety. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a name that maybe a lot of folks didn't uh, have their eyes on was... Colin Bouchard. He is a 22-year-old Swiss athlete. He did pretty well at the Europe semifinal this past year, took 12th there, and is the fittest in Switzerland. At Madrid, he had three top five finishes, a couple of lower finishes. Those were on the heavier um, tests, and so uh, maybe has a little bit of strength to build there as a young athlete at 22, but a really good showing there for Colin, finishing fifth overall. Fun. It's always fun to see new names pop up in the off season. 
who to keep yeah. an eye on when things get really spicy later on. So then stateside, we had the NorCal Classic. This is a really fun event. Pretty, pretty new, all things considered. It started right after the regionals went away. So their first year started in 2019 in Sacramento. Obviously, there were some disruptions in 2020, 2021. They moved over to Lake Natoma, and the event has grown in size every year. This year, $115,000 in the prize purse, and they've been attracting more and more high-level athletes each year. Programming was was really cool for this event. We first looked at the programming, kind of wondered if maybe like a middle school PE teacher had a hand in it. They had a double broad jump for distance, 800 meter dash. Those were some fun ones. Potato sack racing? Was that that in there? That'd be fun. No, but they got in the water three times in 10 events. So there was a lake swim. There was an adventure race that included um, some swimming and then a 5K kayak. They did some heavy stuff. One rep max snatch, sandbag complex, finished off with reverse Fran, 9, Ooh. 15, 21. Nice. And they got upside down with some pullovers. We saw the return of the pullover here. So 10 tests, interestingly, kind of going along with the games, only two included barbells. So the huh. snatch event and the Fran event. It was really fun to see the programming there. On the podium, on the men's side, you had Sean Sweeney, Tim Paulson taking one and two, and then Malachi Bennett in third place. On the women's side, Brittany Weiss took first, Lauren Fisher took second, and Elizabeth Weishart took third. The women's side was especially tight in the leaderboard. Andrea Nisler competed as an individual and just missed the podium. She was in a podium position until the very end, dropped into fourth just two two or three points off of the podium. I believe two points. Another games athlete who was there, Carolyn Prevo, took fifth overall. Oh, interesting. I love to see the games athletes that we know and love come out to competitions like this that like maybe started with a little bit more of a community focus, trying to get a little bit bigger. It's almost like a little bit of a halfway in between situation. And I think that this is where people come out and really surprise us. Like, I would not have expected Sean Sweeney to come out atop the podium uh, yeah, over yeah. Tim Paulson. You, we haven't seen him out on the competition floor in, in quite some time. I know he's been focusing a lot more on his family and also on his mm-hmm. coaching mm-hmm. of other athletes. So to your point, maybe it is programming specific, but I love when a competition goes and makes their programming really specific and unique to their event. And utilizing the lake, utilizing the water and doing things a little bit differently, I think is just another way to make the season really interesting and fun outside of just the few competitions that are like the track on the way to the games. I thought that it was great to see Sean Sweeney back out there and programming looked really fun. In some ways, we talk about are we testing for the best CrossFitter or are we testing for the best athlete or the fittest athlete? And Mm -hmm. sometimes working in some of these tests, double broad jump and things like that, that we don't always include in our programming kind of gives us a look at that general overall athleticism. Some interesting news last week out of the Rogue Invitational, the qualifier finished up. Uh, The leaderboard was locked uh, at least for a few hours and then it changed overnight. Like it does. (laughs) Like it does. What happened? Well, there, according to Rogue, was a technology glitch for Workout 1B. Mm -hmm. Workout 1B was the three rep max overhead squat. And so there was a little mix up there. And Kyra Milligan was originally in fifth place with Christine Kohlenbrander in sixth. And then they flip-flopped 
overnight. Mm. When it was all settled, Rogue extended invitations to the top six on each mm. side of the leaderboard. And so this worked out for Jason Hopper on the men's side, who was sitting in sixth. Here's what it looked like. Ricky Garrard in first on the men's side. Victor Hoffer second. Travis Mayer in third. Tudor Magda fourth. Garrett Clark in fifth. And Jason Hopper in sixth. On the women's side, Danny Spiegel, Manon Anganese, Elena Caratala-Sanahua, Lauren Fisher, Christine Colenbrander, and Kyra Milligan. So looking at those qualifiers, we see three folks who competed this past weekend Yeah, in Fisher, Mayer, and Sanahua. One of the things that, I, that we noted at the Morning Chalk Up is clearly these are all some strong folks. Yeah. And the rogue programming, even in the qualifier, tends to really highlight strength. So it's not surprising to see a lot of these folks come through. Ricky Garrard coming back from injury, coming back from that shoulder injury. Justin Kotler made a post last week. I saw this. Oh my goodness. About how, how, how excited he was to see Ricky at this point in his comeback. But how much of a negotiation they really had to have as to whether or not he was going to try to do the events, especially given the the snatches and the overhead squats and things like that in the programming there. Even going so far as to make a deal with Benny Garrard that if it didn't look good that he was supposed to pull the plug because Ricky is kind of the that soldier, that warrior who will fight through the pain. I love Justin Kotler as like just the dad he's so very much the dad coach right and cares so very much about all of his athletes like they were his own kids so for him to be like hey man (laughs) i know you want to do this i know that you love to compete i know whatever but you're not ready and i'm concerned for your health and i think that we should table this and really come back strong for the open or for a different off-season competition but give your shoulder more time to heal and for them to go back and forth and Ricky being that teenager is like, oh, come on, dad. All my friends are doing it. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. And I personally am super stoked to see him back out on the competition floor because I just, regardless of how you feel about him or his past, he's absolutely one of the fittest people on the planet. And I want to see the best compete against the best. That is what the, the showing for me is as a fan. So I'm stoked to see yeah. him back out there. Yeah. And Kotler kind of threw down the gauntlet a little bit saying, if this is Ricky at 70%, everybody else in the field needs to have their eyes on him. So that was from the invitational leaderboard and the online competition that Rogue was hosting. But there are a number of athletes who sort of were already in extended invitations from Rogue for this competition, right? Exactly. So that was the qualifier leaderboard. The Rogue Invitational traditionally has had 20 men and 20 women most of whom in the past have been invited from the top of the games leaderboard. So usually 15, the top 15 receive invitations. Rogue has begun to announce those athletes who have been extended an invite and who have accepted their invitation. So we've got, including the six qualifiers on each side, we've got 13 now because there are seven who have been invited. On the men's side, that includes Will Morad, Bailey Martin, BKG, Yella Hoste, Lazar Jukic, Jay Crouch, and most recently Chandler Smith. Rogue likes to announce these every couple of days. They announce one man and one woman leading up to into September and October. On the women's side, Cara Frey, Annie Thor's daughter, Emily Rolfe, Paige Powers, Danielle Brandon, Emma Carey, who just made an announcement that she was leaving Brute Strength. And that's Uh, interesting. That is interesting. And most recently, Katrin David's daughter. We've got the leaderboard rounding out there. Still have seven spots open on each side. Or Rogue hasn't said officially that there would be 20 on each side. But in the past, they've had 20. So looking like a great leaderboard, great roster, great field so far. Okay, question. Do you think this could be the return of Tia? 
Is it too soon? Might she be on this list? Oh, I don't know. Uh, if she is, I think she'll be the last person they announce. So this will be a developing story as we see the roster, the field round out over the next couple of weeks. Just some other off-season news. Tier Wadapalooza is releasing their rule book today. They released their equipment list for the online qualifier, I believe yesterday, or at least within the last couple of days. And we're expecting prize purse details later on this week. We don't know a lot so far about what that prize purse will look like, but the rumor is that it's going to be much larger than previous years and pay out deeper into the leaderboard than previous nice. years. Nice. Well, that's what we want to see. We want to see more money for the athletes across the board. So nice yeah. to see the competitions really stepping that up. Hell yeah. And we'll be following up at the Morning Chalk Up with a, a big roundup of all of the news after that prize purse comes out. We'll do a, a roundup of everything that we've learned about Tier Waterpalooza going into the end of the season here or the end cool. of the year. All right. Awesome. Um, all right. Moving away yeah. from competition news and a little bit more into what's happening within our community as a whole. What you got? Yeah. A couple of things. We highlighted this in the Morning Chalk Up last week and I got a, quite a bit of attention the nice girls book club i love this story yes bring it on danny spiegel devin kim jesse smith and megan right rasik founded the nice girls book clubs the idea behind the book club is that they will read one book a month maybe more than come together to discuss that book through zoom calls and instagram posts the club is unofficially based around three values empathy empowerment and kindness Anyone can join. One of the cool things that they did um, in the first month for the first Zoom meeting, they put up an Instagram story saying that the first 15 participants to send them a story or proof of performing a random act of kindness would get an invitation to that week's discussion. The first book they're reading is called One by One. It's kind of an Agatha Christie style mystery. Yes, I'm here for this. (laughs) So much fun. I love that these girls are doing it. I love that they're opening up to the community for other folks to get involved. My last three book recommendations have come from Danny and they have all been spot Mm -hmm. on. So I joined, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to kick up my random acts of kindness so I can be invited to a Zoom call. And I'm I'm so incredibly happy that there's just another little branch off of our larger CrossFit community in this sort of like reading nook community and in the community of nice girls, Mm -hmm. boys, non-binary folks, nice peoples to be able to come together and do something fun. So I I hope that there's just sort of like love and light and laughter that comes out of this. And yeah, Yeah, for sure. One of the, one of the cool things after we published the story, folks reached out to us from boxes across the country, basically saying, Oh yeah, we do this at our box. We do a barbells and books club um, and things like that. I didn't know that people were doing that, but that's super cool. Love to see it. Cool. And one last one. So each month, the morning chalk up is doing an affiliate of the month based on nominations from gym members, coaches, owners, anybody can nominate their affiliate. And all we ask is that you send us an email to our tips at Morning Chalk Up email address. Tell us why you're why you think your affiliate should be our highlighted as our affiliate of the month. So this month, Vision CrossFit in Caldwell, Idaho. So there's a biology teacher named Jason George who teaches at 
Vision Charter School. And he found CrossFit as an outlet when his wife was dealing with some health issues and he was having a lot of anxiety and stress. As she started to recover, he brought her in and their two daughters and CrossFit changed their lives. And so much so he went on to get his L1, his L2, his L3. And then he approached his school administration about starting a CrossFit program at Vision Charter School. Um, and he did. He opened up Vision CrossFit, which is a nonprofit affiliate. It's run 100% on donations and grant funding. The program has become so popular since 2017 when it started that there's a waiting list every year to get oh, in the class. Great. And now there's only one traditional PE class in the school. CrossFit has taken over. And one of the things that, that George has found to be really important here is that it is bringing in students who haven't really been interested in athletics. Mm -hmm. It's given them some experience with um, training. And he said about 50% of the students have already played sports and the other 50 really didn't have an athletic background. So it's bringing them together. He said the students are paying closer attention to their nutrition. And one of the other cool things he uses beyond the whiteboard and yeah. he's able to follow students that he had from years ago who are still doing CrossFit training after they've gone on to college or to whatever they're doing next in their life. So it's been really fun for him to follow them from his CrossFit program at Vision Charter School into watching them later on. That's so special. What a wonderful foundation that he's providing those students for the, truly the rest of their lives outside yeah. of just the physicality that comes with CrossFit, everything yeah. else, the mental so, fortitude and the, yeah, everything. So I would encourage people to nominate their affiliate. If you're doing yeah. cool fundraisers, if you're working with the community, if there's interesting stuff going on, um, we want to know. Awesome. Well, Joe, yeah. thank you so much for coming on for the Weekly Buzz. We're stoked to be able to do this with you every week to work with the Morning Chalk Up to highlight some of the best headlines that you guys have going on. I am stoked to be able to cover more of the sport of CrossFit, the athletic side of what we're doing, as well as the community and the stories that are really coming out of the depths of the folks that are yeah. doing excellent work in our affiliates and in our communities around the entire world. So this has been wonderful. We appreciate you coming on with us and we will see you guys with a weekly buzz next week.